Welcome to the Fully Restored Podcast. Christians often struggle to talk about areas of deep hurt like trauma or abuse, shame or betrayal. These are deep soul wounds. Friend, Christ came to not only heal us from our sin, but from our soul wounds as well. My name is Kristen Klaus and I'm a licensed professional counselor and author. And my guest and I are here to walk with you on your healing journey. We see you and hear you. Friend, if you hang with me, apply these truths to your life, you will be on your own path to a fully restored story. Grab your coffee, tea, or favorite drink, and let's get started. Hello, friends. I'm Kristen Klaus, and welcome to the Fully Restored Podcast. Today, we are going to continue a series I started last week. And if by chance you haven't listened to last week's episode, I encourage you to pause this one and go back and listen to that one first. I have three episodes in this series, and to get the full message that you're meant to have, I encourage you to listen to them in their particular order. You'll have a better understanding of the full message for them, which is a message I feel that is something I was supposed to share with you all. So just briefly, to kind of give you an overview for those that listened to last week's, last week we discussed the first word in the series, which was pause. We also had some calls to action. And as I mentioned last week, I want to hear from you. I would love to hear from you of what this experience has been like for you. You can comment on this podcast. You can go to my Facebook page or Instagram, which are both author Kristen Klaus. And I can't wait to hear about what your experience is as you have embraced the pause time with God. Now, last week I shared the scripture in Matthew 26, verses 36 through 46, and we talked about this is where Jesus and his disciples went to the Garden of Gethsemane to pray, and this is just before Jesus was arrested. Now, it's not by chance that Jesus took them to this particular place to pray called Gethsemane. In fact, this word means oil presses. It was also known as Mount Olives, and it's believed it was a garden of olive trees big enough for them to each have a place of solitude so they could pray. It's also believed there were oil presses there, possibly in a cave nearby, as that would be the likely place for the presses to be. This olive garden or grove of trees was located on Mount Olives in between Jerusalem and Bethany, where Mary, Martha, and Lazarus lived about a one-hour walk. And just a side note, a garden in Greek often referred to an agricultural space. So for our understanding, it's referring to an orchard of olive trees. So that is kind of the overview about this. Last week's word was pause. The second word that God gave me was press. Now with the word press, there are so many teachings and directions we could go with this. In the Bible, the two most common things mentioned that are press are grapes, the wine press, and oil, the oil press. So for this teaching, I'm going to specifically be talking about oil presses, which lines up with each of the three words being connected to what God is doing and will be doing in our lives. The last week, as I mentioned, was the word pause. I talked about how pause prepares us for the next season. The next season is the pressing. And maybe some of you are feeling that already. 
Jesus felt it in the garden while he was praying too. And as he was in conversation with Abba, God our Father, Luke tells us that he was in such agony while praying and that he was praying earnestly that his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. I want to read this scripture to you. So Luke 22 verse 39 says, coming out, he went to the Mount of Olives as he was accustomed. So that right there speaks that this was a lifestyle he lived. And his disciples also followed him. When he came to the place, he said to them, pray that you may not enter into temptation. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw. And he knelt down and prayed saying, father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Then an angel appeared to him from heaven and strengthened him. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. Then his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. Wow. See the pressing and the crushing, it was beginning for Jesus. Even while he was praying, his atoning blood started to be crushed even in that moment before he was captured shortly thereafter. I believe that there's a crushing and a pressing that is happening now. The most difficult thing for us will be not to focus, like I talked about last week, on people, circumstances, and situations when the pressing comes. We need to be scuba divers and not snorkeling. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, be sure to go back and listen to last week's episode. It's about going to the heart issues that prayer, God, create in me a clean heart. The pressing is for one purpose alone, my friend. It's to produce God's precious oil from our lives. If we focus on people, circumstances, or situations, we will miss what God is doing in us. And it's also victim thinking. If you're in the middle of the pressing, we need to be asking God this instead. What are you doing in me in this season? Not why are they doing this to me, but God, what is the deeper work that you're doing in me in this season? The pressing and the crushing is to produce God's fresh and pure oil in us. Olive oil, the most common type of oil mentioned in the Bible. And when we see that word oil in the Bible, it's usually referring to olive oil. So oil has multiple purposes. It was used primarily in cooking, but additionally, it was used in cosmetics for anointing the body, for medicinal purposes as a source of light, the lamp, and for the anointing of kings and priests and in religious offerings. In Bible days, oil was essential for everyday life, but it was also used for holy purposes. Friend, that is what God is wanting to do in our lives. The oil in us is for everyday use and for holy purposes. This is about God's kingdom and his anointing presence flowing in us and through us. To better understand the pressing and what we need to go through and why we need to go through the pressing, we need to ask, how is oil produced? Olives are allowed to ripen and fall from the trees. However, when the olive fruit does not fall naturally or fall due to a storm, You need to get that, friends. It can fall naturally and from a storm. But if it doesn't, the trees are then beaten with a long pole that shakes the fruit off of the tree. See, we have to fall off of the tree for oil to be produced in us. And it happens in three ways. It happens naturally. It happens through a storm 
or there is a shaking that forces us to fall off. So I need to ask this right now. Are you in a storm right now? Do you feel a shaking right now? If you do, and if you are, my friend, focus your eyes on Jesus. I've had various storms in my life, especially in the last few years, but the most recent storm was and is fighting with COVID and the symptoms which have lingered for now 11 weeks. This week, I had a breakthrough, and that's why I'm even able to record this podcast. I believe God has healed me, and I'm now walking out that healing. Each day this week, I've seen major changes, healing, and I am so grateful for Jesus's healing power. But in the middle of all this, I've had to totally surrender my life, my future, my health to Jesus and trust his plans for my life. I've had to take resting to a whole new level than any other point in my life. I've had a small glimpse into the life of somebody fighting a long-term illness as I spent most of the 11 weeks in limited activity and rest. There is something that God is doing in us. So going back to the olives, to the way the olives, they drop naturally through a storm or there's a shaking that happens. So what happens after the olives are all off the tree? Well, the next thing, the fruit is piled into a heap until fermentation begins. This process is vital to the breaking down of the oil cells and causes a more abundant flow of oil. Is that starting to hit home with you? It softens up the fruit to the crushing process. This softens the flesh, our flesh, to the crushing process. So what does that mean to me? Well, some of you may feel you've been set aside, maybe feeling forgotten as if your life is sitting on a shelf and everybody else is going on with their life. We need to know this, friend. God is at work in all of our lives and whatever stage that we're in. Each is ordained by God. So do not despise the season that you're in. The olive has to go through the setting aside season for the next process. The fruit goes through the crushing or the pressing process. But first, it must fall from the tree. It must be gathered and then set aside. And then there's the crushing. See, the best oils are the beaten oils. Oh, that just hits me right in my heart because just even hearing that, the beaten oil, causes me to feel like, oh, that's not an easy process. So just let those words sink in. The beaten oil in relation to the scripture we read about Jesus and what it says of Jesus went through. See, beaten oil is used for the lamps in the sanctuary. There was a finer quality They burned with a bright, clean flame, and they produced little smoke. The beaten oil was the most holy oil and was used for anointing kings and priests and the consecration of sacred things. And even today, the oil from lightly pressed olives is of higher quality than those heavily pressed. We know, friends, right? Those, we are Christians, and we know that Jesus went through a crushing, a bruising, for our inequities, for our sins, so that we could be healed and that we are to take up our cross and to follow Jesus. And we may not be crucified in the way that he was, but we need to expect that there is pressure and things that we will experience in life. 
So this crushing, this process, the, the oil, that the beaten oil was used for lamps and it was used for the holy oil. And that even today, that lightly pressed olives are of the highest quality. So regardless of the process that we go through, God is going to produce fresh oil from our fruit. There are three levels of grade of beaten oil. Now, if you haven't figured it out, I'm kind of a fact nerd. I dig into the scripture. I want to know more about it. I want to know how is olive oil made so that I can understand what is it, God, that you're doing in me? Now, the highest grade of olive oil was produced by crushing ripe olives in a stone mortar, which was the common practice in the Bible days um, of the olive press. The second grade, so the highest grade, it's in the stone mortar and it's crushed. The second grade of oil was produced by taking those olives and by pressing them. And that is the common practice of what they do today. So after they're crushed, then they would layer the fruit on mats of reed or goat hair, and they'd put the mats in between these stone cylinders that stood upright. Layer upon layer of mats were placed there, and then a flat stone was placed on top, and then the pressure began. Now, the third grade of olive was produced by further crushing and pressing the pulp after the second process. The beautiful thing is God is desiring for his fresh oil to flow from each of us. This season is about breaking down and softening our flesh so we respond to the crushing and the pressing process. Life is about seasons, winter, spring, summer, and fall. Each season is a preparation for the next season. Spring, life begins to burst forth, plants flower, baby animals are born. There's this whole cycle. And then in the summer, our crops get the the heat and the warmth that they need to grow. Fall is harvest and fall are leaves falling off of trees. And then the winter season is where there is growth taking place underneath. Life is about season. So we have one season of pausing and we have a season of pressing and each is a preparation for the next season. And God is desiring for his fresh oil to flow from you and to flow from me. Lord, may your oil be produced in me through the crushing process. Or should I say, may I respond to your crushing process and not need further pressing to get your oil out of me. But God, if I need further pressing, do it for your glory. Friend, this pressing season is about the deep work God is doing in us. Just as the pause was preparation for the press, the pressing season is preparation for what God has for us next. May I encourage you to not focus on people to not focus on the circumstances that you are in the middle of, to not focus on your situations that are part of the pressing. Instead, may I encourage you to do this. Spend 15 minutes a day or more asking God to speak to you about the pressing season, helping you to keep your focus on the heart work that he's doing in you and not on other people. Or circumstances. And then read Psalms 51, specifically verses 10 to 13, but you can read the whole chapter and journal what the Holy Spirit is whispering to your heart and turn that scripture into a prayer. 
Now, next week, we're going to continue with this series with the third word of this three-part series. And I pray you will share this episode with your friends and family. The season, God is doing a deep work in each of us. And I pray that we focus on God in the pause and the pressing. Let me pray for you, friend. Lord, I thank you that you are in the middle of whatever we are facing. Lord, many of us, the pressing process has begun. We feel the pressure. We feel the pressing taking place around us. Circumstances are happening and what comes out of us is not always good. It's often filled with gook. And so God, we ask that you take the gook out of us. We surrender to your pressing. We surrender to the process. We surrender to the greater work that you are doing in us. Help us to not focus on other people. Help us to not focus on the circumstances or the situations and the details of it. Help us to not focus on blaming and have victim thinking, but instead, God, to focus on you and what you are doing in this process. Lord, I I remember that moment of me being sick of fighting COVID. And I said, Lord, I surrender to your process. I surrender to your pressing. And I'm not going to focus on COVID. I'm not going to focus on the news. I'm going to focus on you, Lord, in the middle of being sick, in the middle of being weak, in the middle of being tired. I place my eyes on you. And Lord, may we all do that. May we focus on you in whatever we are facing in our life right now. We submit to your process. We submit to your pressing. And we say, have your way in our lives. In Jesus' powerful name. Amen. Our show notes can be found today at my website, podcast.fullyrestored.love. If you forget the podcast, just go to fullyrestored.love. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can stay up to date on all of our shows. And I would so appreciate it if you would leave a review and a rating as well on whatever platform you're listening to us on and share this podcast with your friends and family. I would love to stay connected with you. I can be found on Instagram or on my Facebook page at author Kristen Klaus. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Fully Restored Podcast and that it ministered to your heart and to your life and it gave you some clarity to maybe what is happening and what season that you're in. And that friends, you and I, that we can walk away knowing and submitting to the pressing of God. Because God, this season is about a preparation for the next season. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Fully Restored Podcast. And you, like me, feel that you're walking away with some more understanding and clarity about what the season represents. That there is the pausing and that there is the pressing. And that not to focus on people and our circumstances, but to fix our eyes on you, Jesus, to focus our eyes on you, Lord. And may our heart cry be, Lord, what is it that you're doing in my life? Where is your hand at work in my life? And help me to see that. And remember friends, nothing or no one is beyond restoration with our Jesus.